0: Well, hello again everybody and welcome to the newest episode of Pro. My name is Dalton Baird, you may know me better as Barrett Digital, and in the studio with me, I've got my good friend.
1: Hi, I'm Josh Clements, you may know me better as Brit Edit.
0: And uh, we, in light of the release of the long-awaited Kong vs. Godzilla, the remake of the 1962 (laughs) film uh, that we also watched, if you want to check that one out, we'll link it. Um, we watched Peter Jackson's King Kong and uh we're gonna talk about it. And it was much more enjoyable than Kong versus Godzilla.
1: <laughs> I will say I, I was very pleased uh that Kong does not spend the whole movie throwing rocks at things. He does throw uh, one he rock. He does throw he does well it is it Throw, or is it more of a crush?
0: It's more of a crush, but I'm counting it just because it wouldn't be much of a Godzilla movie or a King Kong <laughs> unfortunately,
1: movie. Unfortunately, though, it does not involve unbreakable ropes. Although, we have seen from the trailer... We haven't seen Kong versus Godzilla by the time this has come out. Uh, we've only seen the trailers. And in one of the trailers, he is being hoisted <laughs> in like a net of ropes. So, I'm going to hold out hope that Kong vs. Godzilla kept the famous, famous subplot of uh, the original, wherein a man invents unbreakable ropes. To and hold no God one earth. cares. <laughs> and no one cares, because they're too obsessed with berries. Although that one was, um,
0: instead of instead of being carried by balloons, he was being carried by planes in the new movie.
1: So it's yeah, not which, really all that uh, accurate. You know, disappointed, 0 out of 10. Uh, you can check in next week for a review of the Snyder Cut again. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting that we went from a four-hour movie, movie to, to a three-hour movie right eventually yeah. he's going to get down to like one minute reviews of one minute clips on youtube <laughs> right
0: that's the plan that's the uh, that's the that, idea that's the, goal.
1: that's the goal of life <laughs> yeah but uh yeah this was this was i think we both said it's better than we thought it was going to be I, I feel like the movie holds a reputation of not being that great see um, i didn't think that i thought it was pretty good um i think people liked this movie um
0: I just didn't. I didn't think it was as good as it was. I, nobody talks about this movie, right? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. It's not that no
1: one no one talks about it. N- nobody
0: ever mentions it. But I, I think it's one of the the better better movies <laughs> in this monster <laughs> genre that we've we've seen.
1: Well, um, I think I think part of the issue is it. So it came out in two thousand and five, and this was kind of this was Peter Jackson's first movie following Lord of the Rings, and it's like, how do you live up to that?
0: Well, um, and this is the movie he got to do because he did Lord of the Rings.
1: Right. The same way that, like, uh, that you know, I don't know if people know it's a common practice, but if a, if a director has a lot of style and a passion for a project, he'll do a really generic sort of... Um, studio projects beforehand to get the money and traction so that he can make that project that he that he likes to make
0: right and, and this seemed to be that for Peter Jackson I mean he's talked about countless times that the the original King Kong was his inspiration for getting into filmmaking in general so this was absolutely a passion project for for the guy um, he even there's a there's a deleted scene you can find it on YouTube but it's also on the um, the special features of this movie. Um, it's a deleted scene from the original that got lost. That he reshot using motion capture and old cameras and miniature sets and all of the things that they would have used back then um, to to uh, to to recreate that scene. Today, it came out in two thousand five. He said he didn't want to put it in the movie because he doesn't want his name attached to the original in any way. Um, but they asked Richard. him to, to to edit it into the movie, but he said no. <laughs> um, but it's just super cool that he he has such a passion for the original King Kong, and then got to turn around and direct his own. I think that's super cool. I mean, that's kind of the dream for filmmakers. Yeah. Um, not many people get to do it, but but look at Peter Jackson go.
1: Well, I mean, like you said, so we we've we haven't really talked about this movie uh, to each other. Uh, I've only just gone off seeing it about an hour ago, but like uh, we said a little bit. And you said it has a lot of heart, and I can you can really feel that in a lot of the scenes. Uh, and, there's and just a lot of soul to the movie. Yeah, and
0: that's super refreshing. Um, just in an era where movies don't have that, you know, like like when was the last movie you saw that had this much heart in it? You know, like like it just who you could tell that the crew and and the filmmaker behind it had that much of a passion for what he was making. I, I don't know when the last time I've seen that was. And it was really refreshing to see here. Um, and uh, we'll talk positives and then kind of break down the plot. And then we'll do negatives, I guess, at the end. Because I do have some negatives. They're more nitpicks than anything else. But uh, they're definitely, definitely negatives, I think. Uh,
1: but what what were the things you liked about it? Um, well, okay. So one thing that, I'm, that I was really sort of... I don't want to say surprised that, but kind of took me by surprise... Was that the uh, the movie itself has a lot of tonal shifts? Yeah. Uh, Okay. uh, Like, like. So the movie starts off, and you've you've got it sets up the world really well because it's set in nineteen thirties Depression America, Um, and it just it sets up that like oh everyone's really really aiming to get just jobs so they can eat because everyone's starving or homeless. They're really just doing whatever they can. Uh, and it, it does a good job of introducing you to sort of the two main characters when you could call the protagonist and the antagonist. Um, yeah, I
0: don't. That's that, that that's one of my negatives. So I'll, I'll, I'll kind of save it. But I wanted Carl Denham to have some kind of arc in this movie. Like I wanted him by the end of yeah. the movie to be a, a good guy because he is likable. Um, well, like
1: I said in my notes, uh, Cole Denham is just a 1930s Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. like, so he starts off the movie and he's just kind of like, you, 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 I think you expect him because like, uh, he's just, he wants to make this movie. He doesn't care about what the studio executives thinks. He just wants to make the movie that he wants to make and he's willing to do whatever to get there. Um, and then, buddy, in the, the movie, he's a psychopath.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, well, by the end of the movie, he's he he's worse. And, and Carl Denham in the original does he, he does this he takes the same actions, um, but it almost feels like it's out of necessity. Whereas in this, it's like, oh, he just wants money. And then, um, you know, the, the 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 famous line at the end of the movie, um, at, the, at the end of the original, that Carl Denham says is looks like it was beauty that killed the beast. I mean, that that's famous and iconic. Um, but in this right. version, it's it's his fault.
1: Like, yeah, he's like, he's like, it was Beauty that killed the Beast. I'm thinking, no, no, I think it's just you and the yeah. airplanes and like the three cannons that shot him. Yeah,
0: it's definitely you who killed the Beast, Jack Black. Um,
1: Which I guess... <laughs> That's it. I, I know you didn't like him, but I, I I like Jack Black. I think he played this role just really well. Like, I, I, th- I, I bought it all.
0: I think it was less... I didn't like... I think it... I, it's not that I didn't like Jack Black particularly... It's, I didn't necessarily like this characterization. It's it yeah. more more it. Um, Jack Black did a great job. Uh, he, stellar. Way better than I expected him to do. Knowing that he was in the movie. Which is what I can say about most of this movie. Way better than I expected. My. Oh yeah, absolutely. My biggest positive is going to be Kong himself. Because um, they managed mm-hmm. to give... There was some creepy stuff. And, and we'll talk about that later. But... They managed to give him like a genuine personality, um, which is something I don't think any any other version of Kong has been able to do. Like, there's that scene where the you know he he snaps the dinosaur's mouth open and then he just starts playing with it.
1: Do you like mean the best scene in the movie? Yes.
0: Absolutely. But he just starts playing with the playing with the dinosaur's mouth. And it's
1: Yeah, he just, he just starts going like club, 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 club.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And like making fake noises for the dinosaur. It's incredible. It's such a good scene. And there are all these little character moments with Kong, um, which I think is a benefit of having Andy Circus in there doing the mocap. Um, and
1: uh, having him cook all of the meals. <laughs> right.
0: I didn't realize he was in the movie outside it, I, of that.
1: He's a he's a comedian of an actor, and I don't think anyone really talks about it because he's usually I don't want to say he's hidden behind uh, motion capture, but he's certainly a pioneer in that field. So he kind of gets lumped in with that. But like as a genuine actor, he dives right into whatever role he's in. He just Absolutely. has fun with it.
0: He's a gem. Like,
1: I, uh, I, I always think of Claw from uh, Black Panther and uh, uh, Age of Ultron, and I'm just it's just like. He doesn't care about the movie he's in. He doesn't care if it's gonna be a good movie. He's not trying to make the scenes anything more than they are. He's just like, Oh, I'm playing this guy, he's a he's just this dude. I'm gonna have fun with it. Screw yeah. it, why not?
0: And um he also had he was missing an eye as claw too, right? He had that squinty eye as claw, isn't that right?
1: I I just remember him going, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, this uh, this movie in general is just quite good. So the first hour is kind of uh, New York and the ship. Uh, Jack Denham, uh, Carl Denham's trying to make this movie. <laughs> Jack Black's uh, <Dunham. laughs> trying to make this movie. There's so many characters in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, half the time, I'm just going to call them by the actors' names because the characters' names don't... Like, I, I, there's there's only a handful that you kind of remember. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's he's trying to make this movie... Uh, he's got this ship, and he's, he finds a struggling actress, so he's like, hey, come with me. I, uh, I've, I've got this script by this author that you happen to love, so uh, come with me. We're, we're going to go shoot on this ship, and we're just going to sail and make a movie. It we're was going to like,
0: Singapore. We're going We're going to Singapore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was a blatant <laughs> lie.
1: It was very, like, I don't know, I, I, I just got very, like, disaster artist vibes from it. Yeah, that like, makes sense. He's just, it felt like, at first, until you get, to, even when you're on the island and Kong's in it, you feel like you're watching a movie about how a movie was made. Uh,
0: yes, I do agree. I, I think uh, setting it in the 30s helped with that. It's almost very yeah. Ed Wood-esque well, in I, that a lot way. Of
1: the movie is like, a lot of the movie is just kind of a love letter to the 30s movie. Absolutely, I would say the whole thing is
0: I, yeah, uh, from beginning yeah. to end. This this whole which goes back to Peter Jackson's passion for it, um, right, but yeah. setting it in the '30s. Uh, at first, when it first opened in the '30s, I thought it was going to be a detriment. Like I thought it was going to be a negative, because um, because I was thinking just bring the story to 2005. Like you don't need to set it in the 1930s. But I think the more it went on. And when you're on the island, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can't really tell. It's the. Like, it. none of that really matters, other than the fact that they've got Tommy guns instead of, you know, assault <laughs> rifles. Like,
1: uh, that's a great scene because they have, like, uh, natives on the island who they kill some of the people with spears and then they just come in with Tommy guns. Yes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, they do
0: try to sacrifice Naomi Watts. I mean, come but, on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, hey. it's weird to think that uh, Kong vs. Godzilla is probably going to be the first modern Godzilla movie. Like, I know the others were made to keep in touch with the times I'm talking like this is the first movie where Kong's going to be in the two thousands. Yeah. Um, Cause I think you've had like um, 16 Godzilla th- movies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is, this will be, so there's two original King Kong movies that took place in the thirties and those were modern day. And then there were two in the seventies. There was a movie and a sequel in the seventies. Um, this is the only standalone King Kong movie to not have a sequel by the way. Interesting. Um, even though as an April fool's joke, Peter Jackson said that he was doing a sequel and had fake concept art mocked up and said that they were making a remake of Son of Kong, which, would have, which was hilarious. I, that,
1: um, that's another reason I love Peter Jackson. He just, he's like Andy Circus, He just has fun with yeah. movies. He makes things that he wants to make. And yeah, sometimes they're not all good. I'm looking at you, uh, Country of Machines. or <laughs> Mortal Engines, that was his name. I uh, oh, forgot about that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Everyone forgets about that, but like, it, he seems to just have fun doing what he does, oh, and yeah. I really love that.
0: Um, but yeah, so that will be the first one to take place in the two thousands because this one takes place in the thirties. Um, but at first, I was like, just move it up. Like, there's no reason for it to be here. But making a, a borderline shot-for-shot remake of this story, I don't think would work in modern day. Like I don't know how you could work in TikTok into the King Kong story. Um,
1: <laughs> I love to see them try.
0: Right, and is just is she's just TikToking the whole experience while she's being dangled from the Empire State Building.
1: That's what uh Kyle Denham's actually just making a series of TikToks and he's on a yacht.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a it's a web series. It's not a movie anymore. <laughs> um, I think in the in the in the one from the seventies. He Carl Denham isn't in it because it's not about a filmmaker, it's about an oil tycoon instead who goes to Skull right, Island to search right, for oil. Yeah. Uh, but that movie's bad, so we're not going to talk right, about yeah. it much. And it, well,
1: it's like the, there's no uh, the Adrian Brody character, Jack, Jack something or other, he's right. like the first mate on the ship. Uh, and in this, he's actually got kind of a purpose,
0: yeah. And he's probably the standout character for me, um, standout performance, um, because he I wasn't expecting that from that character. Um and it was great. He became the hero of the, the entire movie by the right, end. Yeah.
1: He takes he takes charge a lot of the time.
0: Um but yeah I I really liked the fact that it was in the thirties just because that works and it doesn't draw too much on it. I'm I'm not a huge fan of period piece films. Um no, just because either. they usually don't add to the story, but I think this one did and there was a well, reason yeah, behind yeah. it. Well, like um, I was
1: saying, this was just kind of a love letter to the 30s in general. Right. Uh, just, like, even the, even Peter Jackson remaking that lost scene, the way that they would have done it, like, just, like I say, he just loves that movie, and he just wanted to make a, 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 a love letter to that movie. Um, to go, even as far as, I think, we you talked a little bit about this. It, there might be some intentionally bad CG to try and emulate like, the, the rear projection that you would have gotten back in those days?
0: There is some actual bad rear projection towards the end of the movie when they're in the car. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that, was,
1: that, that feels intentional.
0: Right. The, the, there's, so, there's a lot of bad green screen on the island, um, which yeah. is something I picked up on. And at first I was like, this doesn't make sense. Because if you watch Lord of the Rings, or if you watch the other scenes in this movie...
1: It looks it it looks flawless. flawless,
0: It looks flawless, right? Uh, Like like I mentioned before we started recording, there's a scene where the the T Rex pops up behind Anne, and it's probably the best a dinosaur has ever looked in a movie, like CG wise. Uh, But then there's some that just look like bad green screen, and I think it was, or I guess my theory is that it was intentional to kind of recreate that feeling of, um, uh, of. Uh, of, of rear projection. There's a, another scene, the the spider pit from this movie, uh, which is a recreation of that lost scene. There's one in this movie, and then he recreated another one to fit in with the other movie. The flare that goes off uh, affects the frame rate of the camera. Because it's almost strobing. I don't know if you caught this. So when the I, bugs, I thought, I thought something looked off. Yeah. So when the bugs start moving, they're moving at a slower frame rate, the way they would move with stop motion. Little stuff like that is 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 scattered throughout this movie. A lot of little technical stuff that if you keep your eye peeled for, um, it's it's just really neat to see. Now I don't know how much of it's intentional or how much I'm just reading too far into, but it, it yeah, feels but like
1: there's also a good chance that they uh, they ran out of budget for some of this stuff. Absolutely. Uh, because Kong looks phenomenal.
0: Kong looks better than he does in Skull Island. And that movie came out <laughs> two years ago, three years ago, three, right? Four, four years ago. Four years ago. It came, that movie came out four years ago. And King Kong looks better in this than he did in that. I also like that he walks on all fours. I know that's kind of like a well, little detail, uh, but...
1: Yeah. So, well, so the first half of the movie is basically uh, a period drama. Right. Um set in the 1930s and it's just like hey these guys are actors and actresses and writers and movie makers and ship workers and they're just kind of going about their days and they're trying to do this thing and they're worrying about like money troubles because everyone was so poor and uh, then but when they get to the island it's i i want to say it's it's really sudden kind of like how the island appears again probably being too far into it but like it just snaps like that And it turns into a horror movie. Oh, like on a, on a dime. Yeah. It just, in a second, one of the characters gets killed. And then next thing you know, they're running from just like, it'd be like if that scene in Indiana Jones four, where they get chased out by natives, was done well, like, (laughs) and this was made three years before that. um, But it, it just, it was so sudden and it, catches you by surprise and the movie's better off for it so for the next hour half hour um it's basically a horror movie for the people trying to hunt down Anne.
0: yes for for ann and kong it's it's a rom-com Come. we'll get into that <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's a romantic comedy and we'll get into that but for for the other people it's it's a it's a creature horror movie i also like the line that uh, Denham says where he says that um monsters are for b-movies when he's making a when peter jackson made a Mark movie yeah well, I, just there, love that.
1: A, I was in, there's another one that he says earlier to Anne when he's trying to recruit her to come board he's like hey hey hey! i'm not lying to you i'm a movie producer yeah
0: yeah um he also when he's in the car talking to his assistant um one of the actresses that he names is the original Anne from the 30s king kong um Says that she's doing a picture for RKO, so she can't be involved in this project, which RKO... Which is great. Right. RKO produced, of course, the original King Kong movie. Little details like
1: that. So, in theory, the original King Kong movie is actually a movie that exists in this universe.
0: I mean, that's that's my headcanon. This is a real (laughs) thing that happened, and the original King Kong movie was a movie that was made about these events.
1: Right, like Batman and Robin and Batman 89.
0: Correct. Right. I don't think 89, I think 66, but it's a whole, it's a whole other, whole discussion. Um, yeah. so let's, we, we kind of done it. Let's, let's go through the plot a little bit. So Jack Denham is a, is a movie producer. He, he's Jack Venom. <laughs> right. Venom, he's, Venom. Um, he's, he's on the verge of losing his job. So he steals a bunch of money from the movie studio, rents out a ship Um, kidnaps a woman and another man doesn't kidnap the woman, he just lies to her about where they're going.
1: He does kidnap the man he's just trying to get to his play that he's written and he intentionally keeps him from being able to get there by making the ship take off Right,
0: and I guess that's okay because uh, Adrian Brody found love or whatever, but um, Jack Black does kidnap Adrian Brody in this movie Uh, and then they start sailing and then there's probably 45 minutes where we're just on the ship um yeah
1: and you're just kind of they're all like bumming around and you kind of get to know the characters a bit which is really good when they start killing them all
0: yeah it's a it's a great way to set up because we it's a great way to introduce little side characters because we've already pretty much met our main characters um outside of adrian brody's character jack driscoll um we've pretty much met you know we've met Anne, we've met carl you know um but we get to – are introduced to a lot of the ship's crew and those little people and um, the absolute Chad, Kyle Chandler, shows up um, who's great in this movie. That little scene where um, – uh, like
1: They they, uh, they draw like a uh, – fake goatee and mustache yeah. on his like posters that he has in his room.
0: Jamie Bell draws a mustache on him on one of his posters and he sees it and then he makes a fake mustache out of his comb and is staring at himself in the mirror.
1: <laughs> it's just so perfect. It's a beautiful scene. No, um, no one talks about how good an actor Carl Chandler is. He like, is like, such
0: a good like character actor uh, for yeah, stuff he, like that.
1: He, much like Margot Martindale, he just knows... <laughs> He just knows these characters and he just has fun. All of the people in this movie feel like they're having fun with it.
0: You can tell that he's that guy who like make up makes up backstories for his characters that don't need backstories. Like you can tell he's that guy just because he's having fun. Um and he can be serious when he needs to. He can he can joke around when he needs to. He's just a really good actor. He is also the only person to be um he's he's in he's gonna be in Godzilla vs. Kong. So um,
1: right, no. um well you say that. Uh, one of the pilots at the end of the movie, uh, he actually, he was the person who was in the Kong costume for the 1972 one. I knew that. Um, uh, so he's the only person to have killed and played Kong. Incredible. That's incredible. That is until so, Kyle Chandler comes out again.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. I don't. Kyle Chandler didn't play Kong. So, and I, he's probably not going to kill him. He may tie him to, with some invincible string. But, um, so we get... <laughs> And some uh, immortal berries. Right, we get to the island, and um, there are the natives, and it's a it's a breakneck horror scene. It, it reminds me of the Doc Ock scene from Spider Man Two. um Yeah, where it's like yeah. so far it's just been like a fun kind of um, action movie, and then all of a sudden it's a horror movie for fifteen minutes. That's kind of <laughs> how this feels. Um, these are the most frightening natives I've ever seen on screen in my life. But I guess if I lived under the unruly yeah. thumb of King Kong, I would probably be
1: just as scary. Right. But they, they the, the, makeup on them is fantastic. Absolutely. Like...
0: And they, it looks like, I guess that they hired actors and, or, or actresses. I think they're all women, right?
1: Um, uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: who, who could roll their eyes back. Um, cause you yeah, never that's see that's a pupil. Yeah, it, it's freaky. Um, Their eyes were constantly just... rolled back, so they were just white the whole time. Yeah, which and was... they're
1: covered in this like mud makeup, almost, that yeah. just, like, like I, I don't know, it makes them look like
0: zombies. Yeah, <laughs> especially the older ones. Uh, and it's super creepy, super frightening. One of them bites um, Jack Black's hand. Uh, right, because he tries it's... to give him chocolate. Well, the the girl couldn't tell the difference between Jack Black's hand and the chocolate. They, they taste the same. So she bit into it. Um, and so then they go back to the ship. Somebody dies in that scene.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I want to say his name's Mike or something. Yes. And Jack, Uh, like, gives a great speech. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to donate the proceeds to his friends and family. This movie's going to be for him.
0: And then he gives that same speech later, which
1: is hilarious. It's a great character bit. But right, that that's like a... I, I talk a lot about tonal shifts, but that's like a really good character shift, because that's kind of... that's the moment it goes from being like, oh, he's this guy who wants to make this movie, he doesn't want anyone to get hurt, he's just... he wants to be able to be known for something, he wants to make something that he's proud of, and then that second time it does it, and he just repeats the same stuff, like it's kind of wired into his brain. Right. You're thinking like, oh, he's just a... He, he's cash-grabbing opportunistic, you know, movie director he
0: goes from lovable jerk to somebody who you want kong to kill in that scene.
1: you're you're hoping that the next scene is him getting grabbed up by a giant monkey hand
0: (laughs) right um and and so the they go back um to to film more scenes for the movie go back to the island um the natives are still there no 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 that's not true the the natives go onto the ship to kidnap yes, Naomi same. Watts,
1: right? Yeah, Um yeah.
0: They they zip-
1: sacrificed to Kong, right? Because she was
0: the most beautiful one. I would say that's Colin. She's the only Hanks. female, there? right? <laughs> I would, I would say- have said that that was Andy Circus, <laughs> right? That yeah, that's probably true. Could you imagine Andy Circus being um, anyway <laughs> oh, I, being I sacrificed what, to himself?
1: What, what a movie that would have been! It's just it's Andy Circus in and an Andy Circus buddy cop movie.
0: We were we were ripped. Of the opportunity to see Andy Circus um, kill Andy Circus in this movie, uh, we were we were we were robbed of that. But anyway, they they decided to sacrifice Naomi Watson. From here on out, it's pretty much the standard um, Kong story that you've seen. Uh, King Kong picks her up and develops uh, feelings. In, in this, they seem to be um, well, okay, so to Kong, put it politely Kong. a little more primal. On yeah. both well, ends?
1: Kong, in general, Kong just kind of... <laughs> Kong just seems to be like a kid.
0: Yeah. Um, well, I'm more... It's it's not as creepy for Kong, because he's an animal. It's a little creepier on the side of... Maybe Anne? what? Na- because it almost... It does feel very, like, like physical. Which is weird. Did you get that vibe, too? Oh, yeah. It's
1: it's, it's like... It, it felt kind of Stockholm Syndrome-y. Mm-hmm. Uh... Like, so she gets she gets kidnapped by Kong, uh, and the movie then shifts into this kind of, like, she's with Kong most of the time. She's just trying to survive, and everyone else is trying to find their way to Kong, but this island is just killing them. It's basically Australia. It's, it's then, very
0: Jurassic Park through that yeah.
1: that section of the movie. Yeah, but then, so she's with Kong, and Kong's just kind of, like, flinging her about. So she starts doing tricks that she learned in the circus, basically. In, in vaudeville. Right. Yeah, in Borussia, where she's like she's doing the the classic Egyptian move. She's doing flips and juggling and all this stuff. And Kong's just kind of like, yeah, I like this. And
0: I like cool. when he starts laughing and stuff. I like that um, that personality that they gave him. It, it, it it's that goes overlooked. Um, that was what was overlooked in Godzilla versus King Kong, nineteen sixty two. Neither Godzilla nor King Kong felt like they had personalities in that. But in this, King Kong. Is, is a character. It's not like like there was a reason to hire an actor to do that because there's a definite personality there.
1: Yeah, well, they, they do a good job at making you care about Kong to the point where you're actually kind of sad when he dies.
0: Right, yeah. In in the 30s version, he's the bad guy, right? Point blank. Uh, when Kong dies at the end, that's the good thing, Right um that that means the day is saved it's 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 not like a sad moment in in the 30s king kong when he dies it's in fact a, a, a joyful moment whereas in this one it's it's very like sorrowful um yeah it's, you, very, it's
1: very somber
0: because you know it wasn't his fault uh and they give him that personality he's not just a mindless monster he's a he's a character
1: yeah and it, so in this movie he's a he's a silverback gorilla. Um, he's just like a big silverback gorilla. That's kind of it. Whereas, you know, if you look at any other version, he's kind of more hum- humanoid-ish. Like, uh, because nine times out of ten, because they had a guy in a suit and they didn't want to make him walk in all fours. Right. But, um, uh, yeah, in this, he's he's just a silverback gorilla. He's got a dump truck behind him. Uh, he walks around on all fours and he's just... You know, he's vibing, uh, basically. He is. Basically. He's, he's literally just vibing. Um, but free my man Kong.
0: Right. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, so so they, they developed this relationship. Like I said, it feels a little creepy to me, and I could just be looking at it weird, but um, it's very Stockholm Syndrome, like you said. Uh, but it does almost feel like Naomi Watts has got like a physical thing for Kong, and Kong vice versa back at her, which is weird. And I didn't care for that, but the emotional stuff between the two of them mm. was stellar. Um, yeah, it yeah, was so well done, and that's the benefit of having somebody like Andy Serkis play Kong because he can yeah. put those little twitches in his face—that that emotion that comes with that, because he's so good at motion capture.
1: Yeah, and the, the the movie, like the CGI in Kong, was impeccable. So there, there's there's a good amount of. Uh, questionable CG. Uh, there's times where people look like they're on the green screen. There's times where people look rubbery. Um, they do a good job at hiding most of it. Like, yeah. it's usually quick two-second shots to the, transition.
0: The CGI never really got me. The green screen did, but the CGI I never thought uh, was 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 poor, especially well, considering it, this movie came out in 2005.
1: 2005, yeah. Well, it's like, if you, if you look at Naomi Watts, whenever he's holding her, she gets a bit kind of, like textualist yeah see that um, that i the, think
0: is is i think how they did it um because to my knowledge in the close-up shots nami watts was never cg it, it almost feels like they shot that on a green screen uh instead of shooting on location with her and, and that creates like a divide like there's kind of an uncanny valley effect there with the with the hand scenes i do yeah, like where yeah. kong is tossing her back and forth between all four hands
1: yeah. Uh, so, okay. Can we just talk about the T-Rex fight scene? Yes, and how we're getting there. That's that's incredible. the part of the movie we're at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so she's basically in the movie, it's just kind of Kong walking about with her. They're kind of bonding uh, for a lot of it. She tries to get away because he's a giant gorilla <laughs> and like, that's pretty understandable. Uh, so she starts running, she gets into the slog. She's being chased by what looked like giant iguanas, um, which made me, reminded me of the 98 Godzilla And I'm very thankful that we watched this instead of that. I think they're Uh,
0: Gila monsters, I think is what they are.
1: That makes sense. But yeah, she's she's being chased by those. She hides in a log uh, and they start getting killed by something that you can't see uh, on screen. She gets freaked out by these giant millipedes. Everything in this world is giant. It was like it genuinely it's what I imagine living in Australia is like on a daily (laughs) basis. Um, but yeah, so she gets out of this log and there's a T-Rex. And like I said, the shot is just phenomenal where it like creeps up from behind the log. Uh, it, it, like, it just looks amazing. And, uh, so that happens. Naturally, she starts running from the T-Rex. Uh, Kong finds her again and picks her up. And then two other ones ambush him. So now it's Kong fighting three T-Rexes whilst holding a woman in his hands and i think that's what sold it for me was that he was like handicapped during the fight
0: yeah well and there's it should be noted in that's a remake of a scene from the original like most scenes in this are um but what they managed to do was up the stakes um in the original he fights he fights one t-rex and in this he fights three no four isn't it it's four i think because there's the one at the end
1: Oh yeah. Well I thought I was the same one from the beginning. I think
0: three fall down into the, the, the pit. No no no
1: so, okay, okay, so let's go through the fight. Okay. It's him versus him. He's just punching them for the most part, which is just it's so fun because Kong versus Godzilla's been in the back of my mind for the last like six weeks. It's like a it's like a sickness I can't get rid of. Um and I just think of Kong throwing (laughs) boulders at people and things and giant octopuses. And so it was really nice and refreshing to see a Kong where he's like, he's punching people, he's smacking them, throwing them, dodging them. He's actually doing stuff. Uh, It was a a choreographed fight.
0: This this was was a choreographed (laughs) fight between two CGI monsters.
1: Yeah. And it was just, so he, one of them, he crushes with a boulder. Like he just pins on the ground, grabs a giant rock and smashes his head in. Which this movie is so gruesome at times. Yes. It's like you wouldn't think it was a twelve rated movie. Um but yeah, so that that happens, and it's him versus two of them. Uh he keeps, Like you say, he keeps tossing... He keeps uh, tossing him around. And and he's,
0: yeah, he's tossing her around between his different... Like, he'll toss between different hands, and then he'll even use his feet because he's a monkey should, and he like, can do that. that.
1: That's something that's really neat that I feel uh, Skull Island almost missed out on, uh, where, like, you know, gorillas uh, have four... They have arms and legs, but their legs also have opposable thumbs. Right. Um, which make them better in every way, and we should return to monkey. <laughs> uh but um it, it was nice to see that like he'll chuck him between those and then she'll fall so he'll use his feet to grab her and then he uses his other feet to like grab one of the t-rexes and tie it aside it's just so like kong looks like a threat
0: yes genuinely it's it's probably my favorite uh he's looked even including skull island like i love skull island and i love how i love the size and the scale there um like this Kong at that size, walking on all fours, using... I love the scarring on his face, the the missing tooth. There's so much detail.
1: Yeah, like his eye... I, I, at times you think his eye's been scratched out.
0: Yeah, because uh, he's doing the Andy Circus eye thing. Um, maybe
1: that's just an Andy Circus thing. Maybe he's got a genuine disability with his eye.
0: <laughs> maybe. Um,
1: uh, but but yeah, yeah, so... Go ahead. Then they fall off a cliff. Yes. And that's when things get interesting.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, my, it's probably my favorite scene in the movie... Um, because Kong accidentally lets go of Naomi Watts and she gets hung up in some vines and while Kong is fighting another T-Rex at the bottom, there's a second T-Rex that's tangled up in the vines and she swings back and forth towards his mouth and he kicks off the rock to swing towards her. And it's, it's such a tense, well done scene. Um, and it's beautifully scored. We haven't talked about the music at all, but it's beautifully scored. Incredible. And, um, except for one scene, which we'll talk about in a minute. And you know what I'm talking about already because you've seen the movie. And, um, and the T-Rex is, is swinging towards her and it, there's nothing she can do. She's tangled up in vines. And then Kong just destroys this T-Rex, grabs her, and then they climb back up to the top where there's another T-Rex waiting on them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, like I say, Kong, this Kong feels lived in. Like he, you can tell... He lives in this island. He knows how to survive in this island. And just watching him demolish these T-Rexes, like, it's tense. And you know he's going to win. But he's still... There's still, like, surprises in the fight. Yes. And, like they like say, he gets tangled up with the T-Rex at one point, And it keeps on coming back to him. And it's literally just him and the T-Rex tangled in these vines and he just keeps punching it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just cuts. He demolishes of the other T-Rex, brings Naomi Watts back up to the top. There's like a king T-Rex at the top there. So he, uh, she's on the ground. She like backs up behind him, which is a nice kind of uh, compassion moment. Where right, a, like, nice, a nice Stockholm Kong
0: Syndrome is... moment.
1: <laughs> right, a nice hostage moment <laughs> uh, where it's like, oh, you, she accepts that Kong is king on the island. Um, and, and then he just destroys this T-Rex. He uh, throws it about. He bites its tongue out of its mouth.
0: Yes, I was going to ask if you noticed that. He bites its tongue, spits it into the air, and then as as they're rolling around on the ground fighting each other, you can see the blood dripping from the T-Rex's yeah. mouth. Like I say, this movie's really gruesome. And it should be noted, uh, design of the T-Rex, before we talk about the best scene in the movie, Um almost every time i see a t rex in a movie i'm just like okay it's the jurassic park model like they've taken the mo- the t rex model from jurassic park changed the color of it it looks the same um <laughs> these don't it, no it, they
1: look they look original they,
0: they look different uh they they're a little skinnier they you can see like their bones through the skin kind of they
1: yeah. there's a um, there's a neat thing where uh they have i think they have like three fingers on each hand um and the ones in the original back in the day only ever had two, like actual T-Rexes only have two. Uh, but their explanation for it was that everything on this island just been evolving still. Yeah. So it just evolved to have three so that they could grab stuff.
0: Yes. And I like, I love that. I love the little stuff like that where it's just like, everything here feels... Thought it, through. It, right. Exactly. Everything in this movie feels like somebody thought about it. Um, so anyway, then Kong, um, he grabs the T-Rex, he grabs the top of his mouth and the bottom of his mouth and he rips it open and then smashes his skull with his elbow. And then as the dead (laughs) T-Rex is laying there on the ground, he takes his head like a trophy and starts puppeteering his mouth.
1: It's, it is disgustingly awesome.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, like a, a victory moment. Well, yeah, it,
1: like it's literally within seconds of each other. He he brutally snaps this thing's mouth open, and then it cuts to like Naomi Watts, who's horrified at all of this, and then it cuts back to Kong, and he's just like, bloop, 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 bloop. yeah, he's a he's a little kid playing
0: with a playing with a toy, you know, like it's it's like a puppy, you know, like like puppies when they when they like the, the play with their their toys and rip the stuffing out of it, and then just like. I don't know. It's great. I love the, the little character moments like that with Kong. Um, over the course of this scene, we are cutting back and forth between the rest of our crew, the, the rescue crew, um, who's been going on their own adventures. There's the, um, the, probably the worst looking scene in the movie, which is the, the trench, the dinosaur, the, the, yeah. the dinosaur run. And it's not that the CGI is necessarily bad. Once again, I think it's more on the green screen. Nothing really feels like it has any weight. Um,
1: it, it just kind of like it, it's there because it feels like it kind of needs to be
0: right. It, it's a it's a it's a good paced moment in the movie, and it's from the original, so I get it. Um, but it it feels kind of unnecessary. Um, but it happens, and you get it over with. It's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. But like I said, it's definitely the worst looking to me yeah. sequence. Yeah. Uh, and once that ends, they they fall into a trench. In, in, uh, in the well, ravine,
1: uh, they, they split off into two groups where one of them is led right. by the actor guy, uh, Bruce Baxter, Carl Chandler, the chat. Uh, and it's like he takes a group of people with him, and he's just like, Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. This sucks. I want to go home. This <laughs> so is not just, what, I, like,
0: and, and I can completely respect that. It's not what he signed <laughs> up for.
1: Like, he's not, I don't want to be on that island either. He,
0: he's just an actor, he's not, uh, he, you know, he's not here for a rescue mission, he was here to be in a movie, and right, yeah. um. I get that. I get what yeah. he's going through. And I think it's, 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 it's a, fair. Right. Yeah. And so they leave, uh, they um, leave. And
1: then, then the, the others get thrown into a trench by Kong. Cause they're trying to get to, you know, and, right. uh, and he like, he kills a couple of them. He kills Tom Holland's best mate. Um, <laughs> He, he really
0: does look like Tom Holland in this movie. Jamie Bell yeah. looks just like Tom Holland in this movie. Creepily so. Creepily yes. so. Um, if, if they were to remake this movie shot for shot, number one, you'd get Kyle <laughs> Chandler to come back.
1: Because he uh, looks the same as he did 30 years ago. <laughs> yes,
0: and but you would get Tom Holland to come in to play Jamie Bell's part. Because, I mean, he was great. He looked just like Tom Holland. And he was good in the yeah. movie himself. And he was um, fantastic.
1: Um, but yeah, so his, his best mate dies and Andy Serkis' best mate gets killed. And the rest of them fall into this trench. Uh, and then it's literally my worst nightmare.
0: Yes, no, it's a horrifying, horrifying scene. But... Did, the, the music didn't seem to match with what was going on.
1: No, no, I thought that. It's it, it just like, like the scene itself was just horrifying. The scene's just a bunch of giant insects crawling about and basically eating a bunch of these men alive. So which um, was your favorite of the bugs? When you say favorite, do you mean the one that I would never want to see again?
0: If you had to pick one to keep as a pet.
1: Can I choose... <sighs> Well, okay. So the, the thing that made me laugh the most was the the guy who like he starts climbing out, and then a, a crab claw comes out of the wall and pulls him in, and he's never seen again.
0: Yeah, he's done.
1: Uh, he's gone. That that just made me laugh because it was so sudden. Uh, the weird the weird like mollusk things that start eating Andy Circus creeped me out.
0: Genuinely, yeah, that was the creepiest one. I think the spiders were yeah. creepy, but I expected spiders. I didn't know about those things going in. Another no, thing and, that's uh, and a, a creation from the original it, it, that that and the the spiders from that scene are the only surviving um, images we have from that scene in the original, um, and they recreated them for this, and they you know they they eat Andy Circus alive and it's horrifying because one he's he's slicing them with a machete. Yeah.
1: So like they, they start crawling over him and it's like one of them crawls over his arm so he keeps on trying to slice it. One of them crawls over his leg and then eventually they just overcome him. Um, and you can and see
0: it, the one on his arm, you can tell he wants to slice his arm off so that he'll right. you know he'll survive, but he can't make himself do it because of the pain that would come with it.
1: Like, yeah, and then tell- there's one that like comes over his head and it like like it's slowly. They have teeth but they look jelly. Yes, and it's like it like. It suctions on its head and you hear like a...
0: Yeah, that, that was horrifying. That was the no, worst one for me. But if I also, if I wanted one as a pet, it would be a small version of one of those. And I'd give it, you know, like crickets or something.
1: Well, if, if I was going to keep a pet, I'd probably just keep... I'd, I'd probably keep a spider. Because the things that are crawling over Adrian Brody, they like... I don't know, they're too close to like wasps for me. And wasps are, oh,
0: Those were big grasshoppers. Um, oh, okay. I or crickets. They were crickets
1: oh, okay. yeah, yeah. that makes more sense? Um, but yeah, they they I love that scene too because he's got so many of these things on him, and uh, Tom Holland just starts shooting him and somehow misses him. With I think the
0: story behind that is Peter Jackson on set while he was directing said, Yeah, you we, we don't know where the bugs are going to be at, just shoot and we'll put them in in post, and they did. <laughs> <laughs> But they put him on his body. Why he, did they do that? Yeah. so he was just shooting at Adrian Brody, and uh, he he doesn't kill him. I was thinking the whole time, like like Adrian Brody's dead, but you yeah. can't really apply that logic because
1: oh, if you I know apply- you kind of have to suspend your, uh, your disbelief. Yeah,
0: I mean Naomi Watts is definitely dead too, as she's being I, ran.
1: She, she gets thrown around
0: so much, and and Wokong is running, and she's in her hand, and he's running on all fours, and she's just plowing into the ground with all that weight every single step yeah she's dead she's been
1: he he also punches one of the t-rexes with her in his hand i'm like yeah she's her neck is snapped yeah
0: she's dead her her brain is jelly uh so you forgive some of that stuff but the 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 music in the scene was the the rest of the score is great um i'm trying to figure out who did the who did the score for the movie
1: um Um,
0: but the rest of it's great
1: the the opening score where they showed the a Universal logo and it's like 1930 stylized is um, fantastic.
0: They use uh, 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 James Newton Howard did the score for this movie. Um, he also did uh, the James the Newton Hunger Howard. Games movies. Um, yeah,
1: he, uh, he did the Dark Knight. Uh, right. A lot of people like I know Zimmer led the Dark Knight, but he was a big part in music department for those.
0: Yeah, uh, he did Dinosaur from 2000.
1: He, he's done. He's so He's done a movie that you've all heard of at least once. Right,
0: right, right. Um, I think he did Batman Begins too. I think Zimmer took over for for Dark Knight, but I'm pretty sure he did Batman Begins. Uh, but anyway, they they use the original King Kong theme uh, sparingly, but they do use it. But I don't know that that scene itself just felt weird. It, it was very quiet and like subtle. And it didn't yeah. really seem like it. It 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 reflected well, ev- the scene. everything
1: else up to there. Has been very bombastic. Yeah, um, lots uh,
0: of anyway. drums, lots of over the top. You know, um, and there it's just like really, like that's something you use for the somber climax, not
1: yeah, yeah. The scene it, where
0: bugs it, are attacking people.
1: <laughs> well, the scene itself is just disgusting. Because in a way, I kind of liked it a bit more. Because um, like the the scene is just grim. And when you've got no music in it, you can hear every like sludge and slime and like squish of all of the bugs and the clacking of their their claws and everything. Um, So that kind of worked out a bit better for me. Uh, I would have liked seeing what it's like with a bit more of a bombastic horror score.
0: Yeah, I I think it would have benefited from it. But this is when um, the the savior chat of the movie comes back, Kyle Chandler. He, he swings comes, in on a vine.
1: He, he becomes the action hero that he that he wants to be. Right. He um, sees himself so as, I should say.
0: Yeah, which is super neat. Because he does play action heroes in the movies he's in, and, and here he, he gets to be a real one. Um and then this is also the the shift for um Kyle Denham, Jack Black's character. He, he the film is gone. His movie is is gone. He's been filming everything that's happened, and the film got exposed to the light. And um, it's gone. Like there's nothing left for him to do. So when they get rescued and they come back up to the top, that's when he gives the speech again um, about about the guy's family and, and we'll, we'll donate the proceeds of the movie to his family. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna finish this whatever for, uh, for
1: Mikey or whatever his name is.
0: Right. And and that's when the um, that's when he gets the idea to kidnap King Kong and bring him back to New York for the stage play.
1: Right because his his camera got destroyed in the fall.
0: Yes, right, right. The the film got exposed to the light and so it's it's unusable. It, um yeah. the the the, uh, the benefits of shooting on digital. I guess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it, I mean it's basically like when Christopher Nolan broke an IMAX camera on The Dark Knight.
0: Basically, yes.
1: And um, so he decided to make Christian Bale an actual Batman and just shot camcorder footage of the red. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so at that point he's like Oh, uh, if we go rescue Anne, Kong is going to follow Anne, and you've got like 600 bottles of uh, chloroform on the ship because you're illegally shipping animals, which I don't care about. I just want Kong. I'm uh, uh, so a bit
0: disappointed that. they didn't use giant red berries, but that's a whole, uh, whole other well, discussion.
1: I mean, the giant octopus should have been in this movie.
0: Absolutely, he should have. I'm pretty sure the giant octopus is in the original. Um uh, Maybe. I think I don't know. Fun uh, <laughs> fact I found out about after we watched that movie, the um the prop director, or maybe it was the special effects supervisor on that on that movie, um ate that octopus. Oh, interesting. <laughs> A- after it was used on set, he took it home and fed his family with it.
1: That that yeah, that's completely normal things I, <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> Uh, well, I was gonna say that reminded me of uh, *Cannibal Holocaust* because *Cannibal Holocaust* is one of the few films to feature live animal deaths on screen, mm-hmm. and like a lot of this movie, kind of reminded me of *Cannibal Holocaust*.
0: But all of uh, the animals were CGI.
1: All of the animals are CGI, and then the instead of like trying to find their way out of this, uh, the movie with wits, they just sh- use guns and shot everybody.
0: Yeah, this is really when the movie starts to to take a dip for me. Um, yeah,
1: this was about the time I started to lose interest. It's a three-hour movie, and in a lot of ways it's neat because the first hour is uh, you know, New York and the ship and period drama. The second hour is a kind of rollicking action-adventure set on the island. And then from here on out, it's just kind of...
0: It's a weird combination of the two. It's a um, weird
1: combination of the two and the rom-com.
0: <laughs> right. We never see them... Uh, right. It's a rom-com between uh, King Kong and, and Naomi Watts. So they, they chloroform King Kong, uh, they get Naomi Watts back. She's upset about King Kong's capture or whatever, because she's fallen in love with an animal and she wants to uh, get freaky with it. And, um, uh, so, so they ship it back and that's when it fades to black and it cuts to, um, 1930s New York again, where the King Kong show is happening. Kyle Denham is booked out of theater. Um, I would presume it's the first show, and they're going to show King Kong to the world.
1: Uh, yeah, he's he's like he's mingling with the producers that he screwed over, and in the movie, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you you've done it, you've done it again, Carl. You've 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 <laughs> sold out the arena." Uh, and then Colin Hanks is just looking over him from the balcony, and he's like, "Hey, like sixteen people died for this." <laughs> yeah, I have a scar on my face, and yeah, I'm upset about scar. it. PTSD, yeah, and you haven't done anything for me, right?
0: Um, uh, and so we we see that, and it leads to another one of my favorite scenes from the movie, because um, it's still while well, we're at the very beginning of this New York stuff, where King Kong breaks out of his chains, and he's just <laughs> ripping through this '30s era theater. Beautiful,
1: well, yeah. So so Jack's like watching his theater. Uh, he, he's watching a play that he wrote, I think um it was the it was a play that he wrote specifically with uh Anne in mind because he, he likes Anne. uh she's he thinks that she's with carl and she's like operating on the whole kong thing she's not she's just kind of doing her own stuff because she objects to it all so he he goes to the showing he talks with colin hanks and they're like man carl's just a complete <laughs> idiot and a, just a complete uh dick to all of us um uh, so yeah, then then Kong starts breaking out, and he just tears through so many people. Yes. and like he just he flips over the theater. He's like breaking all of the seats, uh, just destroying everybody. Uh, and Carl's like, okay, maybe it wasn't the best idea. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have taken this giant animal, and you know I should have invested in those unbreakable ropes that that guy offered me that one time.
0: Yeah, that 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 one guy down in Japan. I should have bought his unbreakable <laughs> string so that we could carry this guy via balloon. Uh, and then Sorry. it kind of gets uh, um, it, it, repetitive. Kinda, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a story you've already seen. Um, yeah. it, it's the iconic part of the King Kong story, right? It's King, Co- King Kong, you know, just gallivanting through New York, Godzilla style, destroying buildings with Naomi Watts in his hands. And then you know to to get away from the destruction. I, I like the ice skating scene. I will say that.
1: Yeah, he 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 finds Naomi Watts, so he like grabs her and takes her to, to I think Central Park, and he slips on the ice, so they kind of have a little haha, ice skate moment, and then immediately after <laughs> <Arthur> gets <laughs> shot the biggest cannon
0: I've ever seen right in the back of the head.
1: <laughs> right, right, just like straight up in the back. Uh, so from there on, it's just kind of like he's running. He sees the Empire State Building. He starts like climbing it. And all I could think of was, uh, and I thought this when you first see Kong, because he like the first thing he does is grab Anne, and I just think about that scene from the King Kong uh, versus Godzilla (laughs) trailer, where like the fingers next to the girl, and it's just so so big, and I'm just thinking, could you imagine, you know, that King Kong? Going up the Empire State Building because he's about half the size of it already. Yeah, it
0: would take. He would just have to jump and he'd be at the top.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this King Kong looks a bit uh, smaller in size. He's he's able to kind of rest on top of it pretty gracefully.
0: Yeah, um, and it's beautiful. It's the best that scene has looked in the three times that we've seen it. It's the best it's ever looked. <laughs> um, And then he gets shot by the planes and he falls to his death and Carl Denham comes up and says, well, it looks like it was beauty that killed the beast. And when in reality it was, um, the millions and
1: millions of bullets and cannons (laughs) and T-Vex fights,
0: uh, kidnapping him, bringing him to New York, making him be in your stage play. A huge (laughs) fool."
1: Just there were so many factors into the death, and I don't think beauty was any of them. Yeah, uh, it, but you just you have to include that line because you know it, it, it's it's the infamous line that I, I guess you would say it's
0: the iconic it's the iconic King Kong line. I mean it it, it it's needed. I get it. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be um, uh, uh, hold on uh, the original actress who played Anne was supposed to come in, um, Faye Ray was supposed to come in and say that line instead of Carl Denham, but they couldn't get her on set in time.
1: It, it works better with Carl Denham. I suppose. Yeah, I think so, like, yeah. It, it it feel weird like, to, to people who know that about the reference, like that'd be really neat. But in terms of the movie, you just have this random old woman coming up and saying that. And you're thinking, who are you? How do you know what's going on up there? Do you have supervised, <laughs> super right. or
0: something Like, uh, It'd be like the 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 after credit scene from Wonder Woman eighty four, like it like how forced and weird that felt, like it it would be a lot like that. Um,
1: Were you talking about every scene in Wonder Woman eighty four?
0: No, I was talking about the after credit scene with the uh, with the um, with Linda Carter. Linda yeah. Carter, yeah, yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah. But yeah. and that's kind of the end of the movie.
1: Um, yeah, it pulls the cut, and you're just left there thinking, yeah, that was That's pretty good. That was a movie. Uh, um, it joined. I know that, I can tell you this. It joined the rank of x-men origins wolverine in having a tying game that was actually better than the movie and i like this movie a lot
0: i haven't played the game so i can't i can't so, say the, the
1: game right uh spoiler for a how many years old nearly t- nearly 20 year old game at this yeah. point uh, well, it's, but,
0: it's the movie is six, 16 years old
1: yeah the movie 16 years old uh but in the game, you get to play as Kong, and uh, one of the things you can do is you play the ending as Kong, and if you complete it successfully and you don't die, you get an alternate ending where he lives.
0: Oh, that's super neat. Um, I would have liked to, to have seen him live. Would you... Okay, here's a question. If the Son of Kong thing was not an April Fool's joke, would you have liked to see a sequel to this movie? Or does Five it? Year
1: Five year old me when this movie first came out, probably not.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, you now would you have liked to like? If if I told you, yeah, there's a sequel, would you watch it next week?
1: I, if it was a theatrical movie, if it wasn't, because that the the mid two thousands were just the age of.
0: Uh, oh yeah, uh, Peter Jackson's not directing a, a direct to video sequel, though. I can tell you that much.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, a theatrical version. I I think I genuinely would have liked it. Here's a question for you. Oh. In an, in an alternate timeline, uh, sometime in two thousand and eight, there was Godzilla ninety seven versus King Kong. I am would on you board.
0: <laughs> I am on board. Yes, absolutely. Because Godzilla ninety eight is bad, right? Godzilla ninety eight is a really bad movie. But part of me likes that Godzilla. I guess I'm nostalgic for it because that was the Godzilla movie the I grew movie
1: up. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was the one I grew up watching. It's
1: I would absolutely like next it. Week. Are we? I don't know. I, saying that, I wouldn't mind watching it again. It's no, I wouldn't a... either.
0: Now that so, you mention it, yeah, I, I, I was going to move on to like a, another, a different topic, but yeah, let's do it. We'll watch Godzilla '98 for next yeah, week.
1: I, I would love to see this King Kong take on that Godzilla because, <laughs> yeah. in comparison, this King Kong is really strong and really threatening and like just amazingly uh, built to fight these things and that Godzilla is awful he barely he doesn't even survive by the end of his own movie
0: well this this King Kong is really good at fighting dinosaurs and that Godzilla is just a dinosaur
1: so what I, if, what I, you fish? <laughs>
0: right there were eggs at the end of that movie there was the tie-in TV show
1: yeah, well, the, the movie ends with, like, uh, one T-Rex egg, uh, like, hatching. And, yeah, they, they released a Time TV show, which they also did a Kong Time TV show for I, this.
0: I knew that as well. I was going to mention that. Um, maybe, uh, they, yeah. maybe they crossed over in that and we just don't know about it.
1: Uh, maybe. I mean, the, the Kong Time show for this was very focused on the kaiju. Um, they had a weird thing. Uh, uh, our buddy Justin keeps talking to me about it. He... Uh, they have a weird thing where, like, Kong can sense other Titans and Kaiju, and then sense their powers, something like that. Or, Interesting. Also, or, or uh, maybe they it was like did
0: that with Godzilla yeah. in the in the new movies. He he yeah. can do that, I think.
1: Well, I, I think it was like they. He can take the powers of Kaiju and give it to his human buddies. Weird. Or Something like that. Uh, weird. Well, it, it's very strange. Uh, the, the series is up on YouTube, I think. If anyone wants to watch it. But yeah. Uh, yeah, um, this, this movie was a pleasant surprise. Absolutely.
0: Um, Especially when you have something in your palette like Godzilla vs. King Kong 1962 or even Godzilla 98 on your mind, right? That was the last time they tried to remake one of those monster movies.
1: Right, um, and it, it worked so much better. This, this uh, is so much better. Like direct remake. It It's direct remake that's better off for it. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a
0: borderline shot-for-shot shot remake. Uh, of the original there are i guess it's shot for shot plus a shot is what we'll say um, <laughs> well,
1: so you get reboots of movies uh, like spider-man where it happens every five years or batman where it happens every three years or something like that and so this was a reboot this was a remake of a movie 70 years before it was released
0: well it was like, 40 years after the last time it had been remade but yeah, exactly. even then, like that's that's a long time, um, especially
1: with how special effects go and filmmaking techniques. That's that's a massive leap in technology.
0: Yeah, we we've um, seen Kong done in three different ways. We've seen him done in stop motion. We've seen him done in in a in a suit, and then we've seen him done in CGI. And, and this to me is the best looking version, and it's probably. I I may get some flack for saying this, but as somebody who's seen and enjoys the original from the 30s, this is probably my favorite version. Uh, I
1: I, I haven't seen the original from the 30s. Uh, I'm still torn between this and Skull Island. I I do love Skull Island. Island. And I really love Skull Island.
0: Uh, Skull Island is certainly more fun, uh, but this this has just got, like I was telling you, uh, there's... A level of prestige that it feels like King Kong movies try to hit just because the first one wasn't, you know, cause you think of Godzilla and, and the first Godzilla is, but the rest of the Godzilla movies are more just like, um, fun destruction films. Um, and Godzilla movies, what was that?
1: They're monster movies.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, the first King Kong was never really that it, it was a lot like this. Um, this is a monster movie like way down on the list. The first thing this is is, is a character-driven um, f- film, a- a- and-, and there's some prestige that comes with that. Um, Kong Skull Island doesn't necessarily have that. It also doesn't need that. We're kind of past that in terms of what we want from our King Kong movies. We don't need to see King Kong fall off the Empire State Building again, um, but I'm glad we've got this version of it because it was done so well. Um, so I'd, I'd say it's probably my favorite. Um, Andy Serkis is so good and he, he so so sells being King Kong in this movie. Um, and, and I know we talked about, uh, the ending and I didn't really feel the, the runtime until about the last 40 minutes.
1: Well, the, the, the last kind of the third act for me is when it starts getting to, to being a bit of a drag, um, like, when, when Kong's out and about in New York, that's when it starts to feel a bit kind of like, yeah, like you know where this is going, you've seen it all before, just get there. Well, not there. only
0: have you seen it before, it's also just kind of like generic action movie stuff, or, or d- yeah. monster movie yeah. stuff, and it's like, eh,
1: that's fine. This movie, this movie feels like it should be worth more than that.
0: Right, yeah. Um, but all in all, I, I was blown away. I don't know why more people don't talk about this movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean... It, it,
0: I would, we, 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 compared it to Jurassic Park a lot, uh, earlier. I would put this movie on par with Jurassic Park in terms of story altogether, storytelling, special effects, wonderment, all of that stuff. I would put this movie on par with the first Jurassic Park movie easily. Um, and it's like, nobody ever talks about it and, and I don't really know why. I think it, may, it might be, you know, we were talking about, I don't know that I've ever seen this movie before now. I thought I had, but I don't. No, now watching it that I ever had.
1: <laughs> I realize that I've just seen clips on YouTube and bits of the game. I think
0: yeah, um, um, and it's like this movie's so much better than I thought it was in my head. And, and like I said, I just wish more people talked about it because it is so good. I think it's probably one of Peter Jackson's better movies. Um, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Well, like I say, I think it got a bit overshadowed from Lord of the Rings because. Technology wise, I think a lot of this kind of took over from that. Um, and like, I haven't seen Lord of the Rings in a long time. I've never been a big sort of like, oh yeah, Lord of the Rings is my favorite movie trilogy of all time. It's my favorite movie of all time. I've never been that kind of guy. I haven't seen them in a long time, so I couldn't really tell you. Like, I, I'm not going to say this with any kind of certainty. But I imagine that the CG in this is probably not too far off from the CG in those. I would have and, to think not because the CG in this looks so good. Well, there, there's one scene where like when they first, when Anne's first being sacrificed to Kong, they show the wall and they show like fire pouring out of these holes. And I just thought this is, looks just like Mordor. Well, um, and
0: even uh, while we're talking about the CG, even New York, because most of that had to be CGI to get the period stuff accurate. And yeah, it looks, yeah. it, 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 I could tell a little bit yeah. that the cars were CGI when they would cut to like the like a like a street view of the city but yeah. for the most part they looked great i mean the whole city just looked great um i, I was saying to you this movie almost feels kind of timeless because the special effects are so good and because it's a period piece it almost there, other than casting jack black as your lead there's nothing in this movie that feels dated um and i don't know i think th- there's a lot of positives in this movie and i think People our age don't necessarily talk about it because they were they were kids when it came out, and this is not necessarily yeah. the most interesting movie for a kid to watch.
1: Well, it, it's three hours long, and it's it's got moments where you feel like oh they've they've added this in to keep your attention, but I don't it doesn't work as well. Uh, but yeah, I get. I mean, I guess I think it's just. This movie kind of flew under everyone's radar because it is it's a it's a love letter to a different time of movies and a different genre of movies that kind of that weren't in popularity at that point. Like it's only within the last couple of years with Godzilla that kind of uh, reinvigorated people's interest in kaiju. I uh, I probably put Pacific Rim as that kind of reinvigorating step. Yeah, because uh, it it was only around that. Sort of time people started getting interested in it again, uh, so I think it just this movie just came out at the wrong point, like it's probably I, true, I yeah. Guess.
0: Um, but yeah, all in all, really enjoy it, would definitely recommend it, especially if you I haven't like seen it, it in a long time, or maybe you think you've seen it but you haven't, <laughs> like
1: me. Maybe you're like us and you've got uh, the Mandela effect,
0: right? Yeah, like I said, I could have sworn I saw this movie, but while I was watching it, I was just thinking, I don't remember a thing about this movie except for the dinosaur trench scene and the Empire State Building. Those are the only two scenes I remembered from this movie as I was watching. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, Josh?
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, like I say, there's there's a couple of slow parts. It drags a little bit towards the end, but the first two hours are impeccable. Just absolutely wonderful. The, the whole movie's filled with a sense of wonderment. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week to, to look at the the Godzilla of that (laughs) and see how badly that (laughs) failed.
0: yeah I can't wait we're gonna go from one of my favorite movies we've ever watched for this thing
1: Uh, to one of the worst recorded movies of the (laughs) drummer of all time (laughs) one of the worst movies
0: ever made (laughs) can't wait all right thanks for listening everybody to this episode of semi-pro if you're listening on spotify or itunes go ahead and leave us a review if you're listening on youtube go ahead and like this video uh it's greatly appreciated but thanks for taking a chunk out of your day to listen to us talk about uh peter jackson's king kong we will see you on the next episode of semi-pro
1: see you later